0: Well, it's great to be with you today. Um, it's an exciting topic about pricing, so let's get straight into it. Hi, Wendy. Fabulous. Why do you why do salon owners get involved in price wars? Do you think?
1: I, I think that that's a a wonderful question, and and I think the way to to look at it is, you know, what why do we feel like we're focusing so much on competition? You know, we do that quite a bit um, in business, where we're looking sort of outside of ourselves and I think that that's a very much a fear based uh, problem where we're thinking that our clients are going to go somewhere else unless we uh, we can price match and to me that is directly uh, connected to a salon owner really not understanding the value of what they're actually offering their customer and, and also not knowing their own values and, and beliefs and what they stand for. And pricing's got a lot to do with what you really believe about what you stand for and what your values are. And when you, I mean, everything about business comes back to that as far as I'm concerned, the people that you do business with, uh, the clients that you attract, like you really want to have such a clarity around what your values and your beliefs are so that then you can extend that outwardly and you're reflecting that out into the world so when you don't have that and when uh, and I mean you know this is just one aspect of it but it's a big one but um you know for me it's kind of like that's where we start to get caught up in the competitive model and a competitive model is very fear-based I'm better than you you're better than me my prices are going to be lower and the whole industry has really suffered the effects of that but if someone really feels truly strong about the value they're giving their customer they're not going to get caught up in a price war uh, you're going to really trust that what you're offering has value and sometimes we have to take that leap of faith and extend ourselves and think okay well I'm just going to really put that out my price out to the universe and I'm going to be I know that they're true I know I'm worth it I know that's what the value that I want to set for my, my salon and what I want to attract. And you wouldn't even consider going into a price war situation. There is absolutely never a happy ending in that case. And all that happens is, as we've seen time and time again, the the industry just lessens. And a lot of girls start working from home. And I know you've got a question about that later, so I'm going to let that go for now because I want to come back to that because it's so important. But um, so I'm going to backtrack. I'm going to pretend I didn't say that. Right? <laughs> and we'll get to the next question. Okay.
0: Um... So you, you were just speaking about undervaluing yourself. Why do you think um, salon owners do that? Where does it come from?
1: Again I think it really does come from fear and you know to be a, a successful business owner it doesn't mean that you don't have fear. It doesn't mean that fear doesn't arise in you, even anxiety at times. But it means that you're awake to it and you know the difference between fear and working in a different way which is, isn't is uh, governed or fear isn't mastering you. And I think that that is uh, a key for everything in our lives and we will find there'll be areas in our lives where we're less able to do that. Uh, Pricing is a big one for a lot of people because it represents their value, it represents a lot of things actually, money is such a big topic. Like it represents, you know, some I've heard from girls that have said to me in the past that I don't want my clients to think I'm greedy. And I think, well, wow, you know, like what client, if you're you're providing number one, a service that is of such high value, your clients, the clients that are your true ideal clients would be delighted to pay you number one, because they see the value and they want it. And it would never even cross their mind that you're being greedy. So again, that's like an inner, an inner um, problem, an inner question that we have where we're afraid to be seen in a particular way. And, and look, there is, there is kind of value in that to some extent. If you're very ambitious and your, your ambition sort of actually surpasses the quality of the work that you're providing, well, you've got to look at that and that's a problem, right? But if you're really offering enormous value, you need to price it, your your prices accordingly and the reason that we don't do that is for you know, a myriad of reasons but again we're coming from fear. This is the big takeaway today really from the uh, beauty and business. Uh, every single week we want to have one fantastic takeaway and I think that this week it has to be that it's fear based. So basically what's actually happening is fear is governing your decisions and uh and and then there's the other side of it where it is fear but it appears to be like um sort of like masked a little bit where you go well I don't care and I'm just going to put my prices up and blah 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 and I don't really that doesn't really I don't love that I don't I don't like um sort of working in that way I don't like sort of putting myself in a position where, you know, well, I'm going to show the world. I don't think there's any value in that. I don't think there's any dignity in that. I think if you really want to take the time and sit down and, and, in fact, do the numbers, you've got to do the numbers in your business. That's very, very important. You have to have a really good accountant, bookkeeper, where you can sit down and really start to look at, you know, what really do I need to be making an hour uh, so that I'm actually running a successful business? It's really important, you know, like how can you not do that? Uh, Otherwise you're running some sort of a hobby business which is completely fine as long as you're aware that's what you're doing. Again, be conscious, be wakeful, you know, be awake. and, and, And if you're running a hobby business, well, that's fabulous if that's what you want. But if you're not and you're building an asset that one day you want to exit out of and you want to look back and go, wow, I created something really meaningful in that particular way, then you have to look at your numbers and pricing, you can't bypass that. So you need to sit down and need to really look at what am I worth an hour? What do I need to bring in every hour? What do I need my staff to bring in every hour so that I actually can honestly say that I have a profitable business? So that's the number one key thing um, as well. You know you can't ignore that, but I guess in in what we're doing today, we're really looking at the the mindset that affects and undervalues our prices. You know, which sees us charging fifteen dollars for brows or twenty dollars. And and I mean, you know, if you if you don't have, if you don't have the the skill set to charge more, that's a fair price. But um, you know, if you have the skill set and you've paid for extra training and you're developing yourself, then it isn't. And it's, it's a very difficult thing and sometimes we do it because we, we feel that we won't have enough clients if we charge too much or our location has got something to do with it. I just never, ever think like that. To me, that's really upside down thinking because the world is waiting for you. You know, it's like the world is waiting for you to stand up and to be, to count, to be counted. You know, it's like, it's like, make these really beautiful decisions. Get the clarity inside of you of what you actually really want to create. And when you've got that lovely clarity and that, and and in fact, when you have that, you will look for more education. You know, that's a natural thing. You go, okay, well, this is my clarity. This is what I want to be able to provide. And then you start looking for more education which is fantastic. You're not afraid to pay for it. You're not afraid to, to research it and to find the best in the world. I mean, it's part of the journey of standing up and being counted within yourself and, and sending that out as a reflection into the world. Normally, we do the opposite. Normally, we're, we're asking the world to tell us what we're going to be in it. It's craziness. It's kind of like the upside down. You know, it's, it's upside down. Really isn't it? It's like you need to turn yourself right side up and 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 think, okay, Hang on, who am I? Who am I in the world? What is my business saying to the world? What's it stand for? So I I, I love that. I love sharing that with my students and you know our licensees because it's, it's it really is actually um, just preparing them for. That was your phone, Wendy, wasn't it? Sorry, girls. Um, So it's really like preparing them so that they can um, really make those really strong decisions. So if you don't know, you know, within yourself what it is that you want to give to the world, uh, what you want to be seen as in the world and what you want to create in the world, it's very, very difficult to value your services because... You, one you don 't know what you 're doing it for, and you just don 't have a reference point so it 's really, really important. so I think a lot of girls undervalue themselves because they 're afraid they 're afraid of what it might mean to others they 're afraid they might not get clients they 're afraid that somehow they 're in the wrong location or or you know it 's kind of like um, I, I want to take care of people that don 't have money and things like that. Well, if you want to do that, do a weekly wonderful workshop for single mums where you have a whole day devoted to single mums and all your pricing is half price and they've got to prove to you they're single mums and do something exciting get in the local media like get put it up on facebook like do something wonderful but when it comes to your business your business has to make money and you have to know what you need to make every single hour for that to be profitable Um, so don't undervalue yourself don't use fear to to make decisions about your pricing um, and about your business and know when you are and when you're not So powerful just that one thing, you know, we don't have to be perfect because You know, we are in the you know, we are infinitely perfect, right? We know that that we we are In the deeper parts and the deeper resources of uh, resources of ourselves. We are completely infinitely perfect so you know we We're in this world and we're trying to make it work. And you don't have to be perfect, but you have to also not be asleep. You have to know the difference between hang on when's fear actually running my life. Do I want that to happen? And when isn't it? And and so on. And I think that that's that's the key.
0: Oh, thanks, Elle. That was really good information, and I love that term that you use, right side up. So how how would we know when we're right side up as far as making decisions how would we know that where we're coming from
1: Mm, good question I I, I like that question because it's such a got such a simple answer your thoughts and your feelings are always going to guide you in that so if when you're making a decision about pricing you're saying things like oh well you know I'm not in the right location or I think the economy is not at the right stage or I don't think people are going to pay that amount and you know you start to get this it's almost like a clue that you're off because you're already putting all of this on on others you're projecting all this these doubts and these fearful thoughts or thoughts of lack onto the world and you know that's what you want like when you're doing that you're actually you know you can only get what you're putting out it's 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 so amazing you know so to be right side up means to wake up really I think to what you're putting out to the world like what are you projecting onto the world so for me one of the things that I absolutely I don't know I think it was just it's just a natural thing for me I I think I was just born this way and I think a lot of other people are too but for me it's so natural I I never to do that I, I don't do that around business ever there's probably areas in my life where I do do it but in business I just never do I've never ever sort of looked at my location and thought oh people don't pay here I just really mind my own business and what I mean by that is that I just take care of What's going on inside of me, and I think, okay, what is it that I want for my business? What who do I want to be seen as in the world? What would those prices look like? What do I want to deliver to the women that are going to be coming to me? What do I want my business to look like? Uh, And I think that's in that the beauty of that for me was that I never felt out of control. Like I didn't; the world didn't reflect to me. know how i made decisions and the interesting thing is that i you know I, i remember uh being in a salon when i was in geelong and having like this entire um i don't know if people would remember and of course the ladies overseas wouldn't but this really big financial institution just fell over in in our hometown it was a small town it was a huge thing, but for me, I never. I just kept going. I didn't sort of see that as the end of my business because we had a lot of the a lot of the women that worked there lost their jobs and used to come to us. So I, I, I never ever. I never looked at the economy. I mean, our industry survives and is actually. It's quite lucrative even in the worst economies because women want to feel good and they want to look good and it's something that is like a treat for them so I I don't ever look outside of myself so right side up for me is uh, and, and knowing whether you're coming from fearful thoughts is or a fearful space is look at your thinking and never be afraid to admit that you know what maybe my thinking is a little bit fearful you know maybe my thinking isn't actually being helpful to me right now and you know just acknowledging that is enough and when you acknowledge that that then you have the opportunity to go slightly beyond it and look at it from a, a different angle um, you can just be there and available and okay with these fearful thoughts and that will just open up more for you it gives you more of an opportunity to just you know just being okay. You don't have to resist them, you don't have to fix them, you don't have to have positive thoughts and you know, cover them up with positivity, because then they're just sort of sitting at the bottom like and you're suppressing them and, and we don't want to do that. We want to accept that they exist and they exist in every single one of us, but you just simply don't need to relate to them. Um, you can just, you know, know that they're there. But you definitely don't want to be making decisions coming from those thoughts because you're just fooling yourself. You're not really taking charge. You're not mastering your 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 business and your your experience. You're not being in charge of it. You're sort of really basically being like straw in the wind. And and, and, and every single time you have a thought that says, Oh, but what about, you know, my location's not that, people here don't pay. You're actually putting yourself in a, a place of powerlessness. Like you're saying, I'm helpless. You know, they're not going to pay. How do you know? Do you know that? Like, you don't know that. You know, people don't pay that much for brow design. Well, the truth is that actually they do because our licensees, are so many of them are booked out and and they're charging $90 for a one-hour brow design. So is it true? No, it's not. You can't fool yourself. So I guess what I'm saying is to be right side up is not to fool yourself anymore. And... You know, when you when you do have those thoughts, ask yourself the question, is that absolutely true? Do I really know the truth of that? Or am I just making up this, you know, am I just almost like regurgitating what the world tells me? Oh, the economy is bad. Oh, this is bad. Oh, this is not going so well. And I'm trying to run a, a successful business from everything that's outside of myself. So then how could you ever feel powerful? How could you ever take... The reins of your life, and go. Well, hang on a minute. Who's running this? You know, who's who's on the horse here, and you know, who's who's actually controlling this? You know, this business, and my experience in it. So, I, I think that's that's what I would I'd like to offer everyone today around that.
0: You've answered that really well. Thanks, Sam. um When. When they are coming from that fear base, how do you see, you know, if you've been in the industry for a long time, how have you seen that impacts on businesses, you know, their profits? And, you
1: know? I think that it, it, um, it can limit, obviously, it limits us because fear is very limiting. You know, every, every fear actually produces fearful thoughts and therefore they're always coming from lack. And there's not enough, um, you know, and so on and so on. And so we're just business owners and businesses are limiting themselves. Some girls um, then get into the pattern of fear and the cycle of negativity and fear and run their entire businesses like that. And, you know, some businesses work, but it's not just about your business working. It's about it being meaningful and it's about it being joyful. And if your business stops being joyful, you have to stop and look and you have to take accountability and then you've got to come back to your own thinking you've got to come back to you know I am the creator of this business and how do I take it back and take control of it and the number one place to look is in your own thinking and in what you're giving um your what you're valuing in you know from a perspective of think of thoughts so you know it is extremely limiting i mean i've i've actually heard women say to me beauty professionals say to me they won't have staff anymore because they're afraid that they'll take their clients and so on and I mean and that is a real fear but you don't want that to limit you so you want to look at that and go okay well what have you know it's happened to me before they're saying you know people are not trustworthy and for me that's okay there's nothing wrong with believing that and if you want to go down that path but that's the effect that's a limiting effect. So for me, if I see that, then the, the next thing I would want to do inside of me, if I saw that inside of me, I would look at that and start to explore that and think, okay, well, what am I doing to create that in, in my business? Um, why, you know, your thoughts are going to create your life. And, and we're all looking at that, or we, we should all be looking at that all the time. It's, if there's one should in the world, it should be that one. <laughs> No more shoulds, no more shoulds at all. But that definitely is something that is very empowering is when you're looking at your own thinking and, and how it is running your, your world. And so unfortunately, the thoughts that are fear-based are in lack and will keep you in that cycle Time and time and time again. And we're always looking, you know, outside of ourselves. But my business needs more clients. My business needs this. My business needs new equipment. My business needs to have better signage. It needs a better uh, logo. It needs better business cards. But we never turn around and go, well, hang on a minute. My business needs an owner that has better thinking. You know, my business needs an owner that is taking more responsibility for what they're projecting out onto their staff or onto the world or you know their clients so it's it's kind of like the last thing and and then we go spend a lot of money doing this and doing that and hoping that this is the answer it's a very powerless way to live and for me I I've done it and so I understand it I have empathy for people that are still stuck in it I do it in areas of my life still I mean it's just how that is it's the human being experience but I think that what's really powerful is when you wake up to that and you go wow that is actually what i'm doing and i no longer want to do that you may not even know how to change it you might go i've got no idea and and that's why i did run the emotional freedom webinar series because it's such a huge part of what we need to learn and it's a lifelong journey it's like we're constantly learning that but when we're learning that our life becomes such an extraordinary adventure it it's, It becomes this incredible plethora of unveiling and and learning and growing that we fall in love with our lives and uh, and that reflects out into our relationships with other people what we 're doing in the world our businesses and and again we 're not afraid to price at the at you know at the where the value we feel that the value is true we're not afraid of that because we know that what we're offering to our clients is worth it and so it's kind of like this solid solidness inside of ourselves when we say to our clients that it's a $90 brow design you know it's funny how the universe too Wendy how it operates it's like if you have if you're not clear and you're shaky and you're charging more than you feel is true that's what your customer hears every time you open your mouth and the words come out you know it's an energetic thing and so there's a shakiness in it so I say to all of my girls a wonderful way after they've done their numbers of course to come to a true uh, a true price point is to sit down and quietly say the amount is it $70 how does that feel in your body and if your body goes Mm-mm. Then no, not right. Go to sixty-five. Mm-mm, not right. Go to eighty. And then all of a sudden, it's going. Your body has got this incredible. You you have this infinite intelligence. It will. You'll feel it. It'll feel comfortable, and you'll be able to just in that subtlety, just drop. And you go, whoa, that feels good. That feels true. That feels like I could say that, and I would be giving an accurate and true price point that is i believe with all my body and soul my heart and soul that i deserve to be paid that it's a beautiful way to to be around your pricing however you also do need to do your numbers you need to sit down and make sure that you you know your numbers are right and then to finalize and fine-tune that amount it's always a lovely way. I always do that. I've done that for so, 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 so many years and I've just I, I love I, I love the experience of sitting down and and, and just experiencing that and coming to a way, um, coming to something that feels really true inside of me around price.
0: Wow. And that's pretty powerful, really it is, you know, to sit down and, you know, check in with yourself and get that integrity of the answer that your body's giving it's yeah really that's
1: exactly the word it's an yeah. integri- it's the integrity and it's like that's what your client feels when you share that because it's true for you so it becomes true for them mm. and then there'll be people that it won't be true for and it's certainly perfectly okay because the right people will always come and and there's that faith too for really knowing that the universe is is so behind you when you're clear mm, it's lovely
0: How about um, now if we just move on to home salons? How do you see, is the pricing different there?
1: Absolutely not. I mean, I think that what's different is how are you presenting yourself in your home salon? Uh, I'm totally not in any way in support of... Home salons that don't have insurance, don't have council approval, uh, you know, are not following the right sanitation. Like if you're doing it just as a little side hobby and you're not taking care of all of those things, I don't think you can really, um, I think that's different. If if you're if you've got a solid business in your home and you've presented it beautifully, you have your insurance, you have your council approval, you're doing all the right things, you, you're actually running an effective business. Absolutely, it should not make any difference, and and I think that. Uh, sometimes home businesses are really delightful and can be just beautiful where women at home looking after their children like they're being mothers and they're, they're also following their heart to, to create either beautiful lashes, beautiful brows or all you know, beauty services. But the beauty of it is that there's so much love in that because they're actually doing... Uh, they're, they're not just out there away from their children and not running a meaningful, having a meaningful life. You know, in fact, they're doing what is most important to them and then they're also running their beautiful home business. So, no, I absolutely don't believe that it should have any, uh, it should change that as long as these home salons are being run like proper businesses. No, not at all.
0: Is an hourly rate, do you think, um, a good way to work out your pricing?
1: Yeah, I think we mentioned that earlier, and I, I absolutely believe it has incredible merit. It's really important. You have to sit down with your accountant, bookkeeper, whoever it is, your mentor, and work that out. Like what is your hourly rate? Get all those hard costs together. You know, what does it cost for you to have your your you know to, to have your front door of your salon open? You know, put all the costs in. Sometimes when we're in home salons, especially we don't put in all the costs, put them in, put all the costs in and work out, be really true with what it costs you to operate your business every single hour that you're open. You've really that's a powerful, powerful way to come up with um, true pricing. However, I also think what we mentioned earlier is really valuable because then you, it's that final tweak where you're just that integrity, like you, you said that beautiful word, uh, the integrity is just like felt. You feel it and then it's really just reflected out and there's nothing more powerful than that level of integrity when it comes to any decision that you make in your business and in your life to get that, that, have that true clarity and integrity. Love it, love that. It's just superb.
0: So, can you just share a little bit of your own personal experience of your own history of how changing this perspective for you, uh, for yourself, um, changed your profit margins?
1: Well, for me, as I said earlier, I think I've just always had, I've never really looked at the outside world. Uh, when it came to making decisions about pricing I always had just this incredible inner way of navigating when it came to my pricing and I knew what I was offering I like with my brow prices for example when I began to uh, when I began to charge um, $70 for a brow design 15 years ago it was kind of unheard of There are a few brow artists around but for me it was like all of a sudden I was producing these amazing most extraordinary brows and I thought wow I think I I think I'm doing something really incredible here I had people traveling for you know two hours to get to me and so then I just really sat down and I I did that exercise and I got really I had that integrity in me that you know $70 was good I felt really true about that. And yes, there were people that would come in and they wouldn't come to me. And that was completely okay for me because I was so clear and I knew what I was offering. And I, within, you know, no time I had a complete, from, from scratch, I had like a complete client base that I could, um, I could then, you know, move from where I was and open up a, a bigger salon and bigger premises and so on and so on. So for me, um, in answer to your, to your question, you know, my message is is trust yourself please do not be more ambitious than, than, than you, you should be. If you, if you are ambitious, that's fine, but make sure that the quality of your work is, is, is really true so that you can uh, make sure that, you know, the price that you're putting out there is, is, is actually, the value is, is correct. We can fool ourselves sometimes a little bit with our own, You know, we want something more than we're ready for, for example, like we think we're being true, but maybe we're not. So ask other people about your work and and, and educate yourselves. Like go out and get that education. Like educate yourself. If you want to be a world-class, say, for example, lash artist or a brow artist, go and educate yourself. Find the best training in the world. Pay for it. Study like mad, you know, and become exceptional and then set your prices because that's what's possible and it's it's a glorious thing that you that every beauty professional in the world has that ability to create these incredible skills nowadays and uh, and to create you know like really be paid for them by happy clients that want to do that so my final message is you know what is it? My final message is you know if your heart is telling you to uh, educate yourself further, that you should look at your pricing. I mean, value that and take a look and sit quietly and do the numbers and, and create these beautiful, meaningful lives because there are people out there, women out there that want to pay for quality. And if that's one of your values, if that's something that is really, really dear to you, like it always has been to me, you will over deliver and you will charge appropriately. So I that's my final message.
0: Thanks Wendy. Thanks El. Thank you so much.